This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from Live everywhere, from everywhere USA. USA, it's Fox it's Across, Fox America, Across America, America with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are back in action on a Monday, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not blaming America's problems on racist roads. Pete Buttigieg says America is in the wrong lane on race issues. You are so full of sh- We're going to discuss it with Harris Faulkner, who is the queen of daytime. And she is also going to weigh in on Jim Jordan's field hearing regarding Alvin Bragg's woke bail reforms here in New York City. Everything woke turns to really does. And Kennedy will be in the House. Kennedy is going to be discussing a Washington state law that allows schools to keep gender transitions a secret from the kids actual Parents. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. I mean, seriously, that one's got I'm a little worked up today. 888-788-9910. That is the phone number back in action on a Monday. Everybody is welcome. You don't have to agree with me politically. Just one way or the other. I don't care. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. We say it every day. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. All we ever, ever, ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Monday, everybody. It's a big, busy Monday, uh, not only on the radio, but on the TV. I will be on the evening edit with Liz McDonald today at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then tonight at 9, I will be doing a live studio audience edition of the Sean Hannity Show, so you can watch me at 9 o'clock on the Fox News channel. And I will tell you, I I come to you in pretty good spirits. Fail has had a Kind of a low-maintenance weekend. Took the roof off the Bronco and drove around. Uh, did a little cooking on the old grill. Smoked a couple of cigars. Might have had a whiskey or two. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Well, it was a hell of a way to go through the weekend. We had a just a phenomenal time. Lincoln Fela, uh cleared the bases yesterday. Uh, belted a big two-run double in his Sunday morning baseball game. He was riding high. All uh, accounts uh, on all fronts, we considered this to be a big win uh, for the Fallon family. But as far as uh, baseball analogies go, your transportation secretary, and there's so much to get into today, but your transportation secretary, to keep it in baseball terms, struck out, and he did so in embarrassing fashion. Tell him like it is. Let me play you this clip. There's a lot going on in America right now. Obviously, we have a 40-year high in inflation that's crushing everybody. If you're living on a fixed income, if you're a low-income earner, uh, the record level of fentanyl deaths we're reporting as of this morning have eclipsed COVID deaths. It is the leading cause of adult death in America is fentanyl. That's obviously a problem. Uh, The black murder rate is now up 35 percent since the BLM movement cut police budgets in major cities under the premise that police were a bigger threat to communities than the criminals they were sworn to protect us against. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Of course it was. But once again, 
Okay, with all of this going on, China testing hypersonic missiles, not good. Uh, AI, Elon Musk is interesting. He has a talk with Tucker tonight about the dangers posed by AI. Uh, But AI poised to upend society in ways even the Google engineers themselves have been openly admitting (laughs) they don't quite know the capabilities of this thing. I got a bad feeling about this. Nah, but go ahead. We'll just, you know, open fire on it anyway. We'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. Buy the ticket, take the ride. Uh, But at a time when all of this is going on, okay, I want to play this booty judge clip because it's so emblematic of what's wrong with this country. And do you want to know what's wrong with this country really quickly? We're just fighting all the wrong battles. That's true. That is true. Okay, over the weekend in Chicago, they had a night, it was called a teenage takeover. The kids organized it on social media, said, we're going to go out tonight, blow curfew. We're going to loot stores. We're going to burn cop cars. We're going to riot. We're going to wreck stuff. That's what we're going to do. Now, the overwhelming majority of these kids happen to be black children growing up in a very terrible environment, meaning Chicago a woke city that has gone completely lawless because the people running it have more empathy for criminals than victims because the people running it have spent more time crying racism than focusing on the things that would actually make the city safer. So you understand it's not specific to any one race that there are high rates between violent crime and low levels of economic opportunity, meaning if you don't have a lot of legitimate ways to make money in a community – Any ethnic group is going to resort to illicit means of getting money. Okay, any community, okay, without high rates of economic opportunity is going to force even good parents into very demanding lifestyles where they have to work two or three menial jobs just to get by. So what's happening in Chicago is as the economy sputters and people don't feel safe coming there to shop, so the Magnificent Mile has 30 percent of its businesses vacant, Okay, you're seeing poverty basically accelerate crime. And rather than jailing the criminals and doing something to ultimately fortify the economic upward mobility in that community, the people running Chicago just continue to yell that everything's racist. Lori Lightfoot tried it till they replaced her with another idiot mayor who's doing the same thing. No, it's just racist. You don't understand. That's the real problem here. Democrats are so full of crap. But unfortunately, being full of it has gotten them votes in the past. And what they're doing now with every aspect of their agenda, the Democrats do two things, okay? What they want more than anything on earth, what they want more than anything Anything on earth is climate change because that's the cash cow. Money, 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 money. And as you know, no one, no one supports climate change on the level that the Democrats need them to. So climate change always comes with a cosigner. Okay, remember, the biggest, the biggest climate bill in the history of our country was called the Inflation Reduction Act. What a fraud. It's, ah, we're here to reduce inflation. So we're actually going to print and spend more money. That is financial lunacy. Meaning they were going to drive up inflation. But they used the guise of inflation reduction, something everybody in the country wanted, as a means to pass a climate bill that nobody was clamoring for. Again, when you don't feel safe walking down the street, when your border's overrun, 
Okay, you can't afford goods at a grocery store. The last thing you're worried about is what the weather's going to do 50 years from today. Okay, it's just that it's not a thing. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. No one's walking through the hood tonight getting mugged on the way to the bodega or the bogada, as Jill Biden famously called it. And go, man, you know, this is bad. I don't feel safe. There's some pantless time travel over there chasing me with a screwdriver. But more importantly, what if emissions rise 200th of a degree in the next 50? I mean, could you even imagine what would happen to me? Okay, the point is nobody's thinking that. So the way the Democrats get their agendas passed is they always have to co-sign it. Okay, climate change, okay, was tied to inflation and it was also tied to what? Racism. Well, you know, the climate disproportionately affects people of color. That's why you've got to go along with all these climate initiatives. Never mind that it's economically empowering our biggest geopolitical foe in the world in China. Never mind that China, with the same science at its disposal that we have, is making no effort to cut emissions. So we're going out and we're buying the cigarette patch off the Marlboro Man for all intents and purposes. Like, yeah, I'll sell it to you, but I don't believe this thing works. And that's what China's doing. But the point being is on our end, we're always tying this democratic agenda to something. Okay, climate change tied to racism, climate change tied to inflation reduction, and ultimately the big motivator behind climate change and the way we can formally get people to embrace it is by committing them to mass transit. We need people to get on mass transit. This is why Pete Booty Judge is out slandering the roads. Well, the roads are racist. Higher rates of black death because of these racist roads. Is this doing anything, anything whatsoever to face any of the issues facing the black community? The answer would be no. No. Okay, understand. The Democrats want to run on issues a lot harder than they want to solve them. Okay, so here is Pete Booty Judge telling you car crashes are related to racist roads. Clip 13. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens and rural residents, much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities. Oh, shut up, woman. Okay, just to be clear, did he provide any data that would show these roads are racist? The answer would be no. Did he show any data? He said, well, that could, that could uh, drive disparities. Did he show any data that says it does? The answer would be no. The old adage is when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Okay, they're pounding the table right now in a way that's really indifferent to what's actually going on in the minority community. Understand, Democrats are failing the black community, like aggressively so. Democrats are the only thing standing between black students and school choice. Okay, around the country, the inner city schools are failing. They are reading 20 points below grade level on average. Okay, there are entire school districts in Chicago where 12th grade kids aren't reading at a fifth grade level. I love the poorly educated. Maybe so. But the point is Democrats love them even more. Because they're denying these kids, they're denying these parents the right 
to transfer their kid to a better school. Why? Because the teachers' unions are the biggest supporters of the Democratic Party. Money, 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 money. That's all it is. Teachers' unions, climate change, give me the dough. Give me the money, baby. Okay, but you understand the Democrats won't let a black kid leave a failing inner city school. They oppose that because they don't want to upset the teachers' unions. The Democrats don't want to jail violent criminals in the name of equity. Well, you know, looking at the demographics in prison and... You know, we don't see equal levels of representation. Yo, you know who you're supposed to arrest? Are you ready for this? I'm telling you, this is easy. You're supposed to arrest whoever's committing the crimes. That's it. Okay, black, white, Asian, Latino, Muslims, very simple stuff. Okay, guy committing the crime, he gets a racist. He gets arrested anyway, without calling the cops a racist. (laughs) Assuming he was justly arrested. Okay, guy committing the crime gets arrested. Guy not committing the crime, you leave him alone. Okay, we're not doing that in this day and age. We're fighting all the wrong battles. Okay, so you got a situation in Chicago where even this dopey mayor, okay, we have a, it's called a teen takeover. Okay, they they fought with cops. They beat up each other. They vandalized property, broke into cars. They set cars on fire. Thankfully, nobody was killed. Two kids were wounded. A couple of bystanders were beaten. Police arrest nine adults, six juveniles, charges ranging from unlawful use of a weapon, possession of a stolen vehicle, the reckless conduct. But the Chicago mayor-elect, Brandon Johnson, this woke jackass who replaces Lori Lightfoot, okay, issues a response that says, we got to have some empathy for these kids. <laughs> Yo. I know they're wrecking the community. Okay, here's the sen- here's the statement. In no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and Lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable. It has no place in our society. However, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Now, this alludes to what I was saying earlier. There are direct correlations between high rates of violent crime and low levels of economic opportunity. But in this instance, they're not doing anything to provide those levels of economic opportunity. They're just continuing to demonstrate empathy for criminals. The problem with demonstrating empathy for criminals is that it comes at the expense of the people who follow the law. So when Pete Booty Judge and the mayor of Chicago is out here hitting all these straw man arguments, well, the roads are racist. No, no, that's not why people are rioting in Chicago. Well, there's a lack of opportunity. No, 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 that's still not why they're rioting in Chicago. Okay, they're rioting in Chicago because of lax parental oversight and because of a society Okay, a mayor, a mindset that's allowing it to happen. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Okay, but understand, as long as this is a successful means of getting votes for the Democrats, ah, the roads are racist. Nah, you can't get mad at the criminals. Society's a mess. As long as that's a successful vote-getting strategy, and it was because this jackass just won in Chicago, things are going to get a lot worse in these communities before anybody in the Democratic Party makes an effort to get them better. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910. Kennedy's on the show today. Harris Faulkner, the queen of daytime, also stopping by. We're going to be updating you on the field hearing. They're having a hearing here in New York. Uh, Jim Jordan is leading this hearing. And they're trying to bring attention to the lawlessness that has occurred under Alvin Bragg. We got a bad one here in New York right now. And I've told you this. I've spent a lot of time on this. I'm patently fascinated by what people are willing to overlook in the name of making their political party win. And what I mean by, you know, you'll hear that all the time about Republicans. Oh, Trump said this. Trump tweeted that. All right, fine. You know, a little crazy. I get it. Okay. But nothing Trump has done, nothing any Republican has done for that matter, has created the lawlessness that Democratic cities currently face every day. Okay, when you look at places like San Francisco, where they just had to close a flagship Whole Foods, something that had huge money behind it. Whole Foods owned by Amazon. It's the most well-financed grocery chain in the world. They had to close because it wasn't safe. Their workers were getting attacked. They're like, I'm not going to work anymore. Okay, Chicago just closed, uh, just watched Walmart leave town. Walmart was like, yeah, no, we can't do this. Not safe. People are getting beaten up in the stores. And then Pete Buttigieg chimed in and was like, and more importantly, after they get beat up in the stores, they're being forced to drive home on racist roads. Pete Buttigieg is pathetic. But the point is, Democrats in Democratic cities, they're voting for this. Lori Lightfoot, who presided in a staggering double-digit increase in crime, was replaced by someone even further to the left than she was. Okay, because oftentimes people are voting their party over anything else, anything else, party over country, okay, party over county, party over town. And it's amazing. Like here in New York, felonious assaults, we have 26,000 of them this year. Across the board, violent crime is up 22% under Alvin Bragg. But people continued to vote overwhelmingly Democrat in the last midterm election. That's how Kathy Hochul continued to be the governor after she signed on in replacement of Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Okay, but Kathy Hochul literally lost just about every county in the state of New York except Manhattan, where the people being faced with the most grim scenarios continued to vote for the party that was actually giving it to them. I mean, it's, it's patently idiotic stuff, but this is the problem with putting party over country. Okay, and I say this every day, man. Okay, nobody wins if it's just more important for one of our parties to win. Okay, if that's the case, we all lose. That's why I'm trying to get people to calm down and have rational discussions. Damn it. We'll do more of it after this. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. 
His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here's some New Yorkers on the streets talking about Alvin Bragg and crime. This is clip nine. The crime is off the chain here, but he did not focus on that. Really fed up of what's happening to New York. People are afraid to come out. They're afraid to go to work. They're afraid to take the train. He doesn't back my blue. He needs to resign. He, he needs to go after the real criminals. So they're talking about Alvin Bragg, who is, of course, bringing a case against Donald Trump uh, for paying, paying Stormy Daniels by check instead of by singles or whatever the charge is. I don't know. Uh, but it's crazy because at the end of the day, Stormy Daniels is the only person putting anybody in handcuffs around here. I love it when you talk dirty. But seriously, okay, New Yorkers feel neglected when it comes to crime. Here is Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo was our former governor, and as you know, Hansy Andy got into some trouble. Andy! Andy! And he was chased out of town for some lax office etiquette. You ever seen a grown man naked? But here is uh, Andrew Cuomo, and uh, he had an, uh, a message for Democrats. He's not wrong about this. Okay, it's clip 11. The far left doesn't want to talk about crime. They don't want to hear the word crime spoken. Do you know who are the victims of crime? Over 70 percent black, brown and poor. So tell me, who does the Democratic Party really represent if not the black, brown and poor? And when you refuse to address the issue of crime, the people who are paying the price are the black, brown and poor. They're paying the price for your far left politics. Totally. And rather than acknowledging, okay, the need to get crime under control, because, again, when you're emptying prisons in the name of equity, you are harming minority communities. These crimes are being committed against them. But if you sit here and point that out, if you sit here and oppose a Democratic policy, you're like, why would you oppose that policy? You must be some kind of bigot. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. So here's Jerry Nadler as this Jim Jordan hearing gets underway today. Okay, they are Jim. I'm going to give you a little bit of Jordan's opening statement. I'm going to give you a little bit of Jerry Nadler's response. But the reality here in New York is when Alvin Bragg took office, he issued a memo to prosecutors and said we weren't going to prosecute certain quality of life offenses anymore. Trespasses, don't worry about it. Okay? Gun crime, if you rob somebody with a gun, it will be categorized as a nonviolent misdemeanor unless the gun happens to go off. Okay, understand. Resisting arrest. This is in the Bragg memo. Resisting arrest. We're not going to prosecute that offense anymore. So what are you telling people? Okay. If a cop tries to arrest you, you could fight him. No big deal. Certainly that's not going to embolden any criminals. You can rob people with a gun now. Just, you know, don't shoot them. Just get the money. Get out of there. You know, time was a guy could pull a gun on somebody and not face, 
you know, criminal charges. I mean, do you realize how bad this is for society? What the hell is the world coming to? Okay, never forget Jose Alba, who fled America. He's now living in the Dominican Republic. He was the grocer last summer who had a guy come into his store, pull out a knife, attack people, start swinging it at him. He shot the guy. Okay, Bragg initially arrested Jose Alba for manslaughter. That's not right. A guy just trying to defend himself because criminals have been emboldened to such an extent that they don't have to worry about going to jail. They don't have to worry about being handcuffed because under Alvin Bragg's policies, you're allowed to fight the cops. Guys, again, making things easier on the criminals only makes it harder on the law-abiding citizens. That is correct. But here is Nadler again saying, oh, it's all racist is what it is. Clip seven. They have perpetuated the anti-Semitic and racist tropes that Mr. Trump has directed at both the prosecutor and the judge in this case. They are using their public offices and the resources of this committee to protect their political patron, Donald Trump. It is an outrageous abuse of power. It is, to use the chairman's favorite term, a weaponization of the House Judiciary Committee. I do not know. Shut up! Will you shut up? <laughs> they, Jerry Nadler accused them of a weaponization of the committee, and they gave him the clown treatment. Why? Because nothing and no one has weaponized committees and arms of our government quite like the Democratic Party. That's why they're kind of laughing. But here's Robert Holden. He is a Democratic councilman. He claims New York City is the worst it's ever been. And the reason I want to play you this clip, because, again, people like Jerry Nadler who are trying to make this a deflection. Well, they're trying to protect Trump and the racists. You know, they're just racist. So they're weaponizing this committee to protect the racists. Wait, what? The the Cuomo clip I played you a minute ago is that the violent crime in the city, 70% of the time, is occurring against black people. Okay, you wouldn't be highlighting the need to get this crime under control if you were racist towards black people, Jerry Nadler. You're an idiot! No, they've just gotten really used to not having to think. They've gotten really used to just calling things racist, and most people are, oh, well, okay, well, I don't want to be racist. I guess I'm not on the racist side. I guess I'll go with these Democrats that are letting all the criminals out of jail. Clearly, <laughs> they've got the black community's best intentions in mind. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? They're letting... The criminals out of jail. Alvin Bragg's memo. Okay, when he got into office, we are not going to prosecute trespassing or resisting arrest. These crimes don't matter anymore. Okay. Armed robbery, no longer a felony. We will classify it as a nonviolent misdemeanor unless you actually shoot somebody. Okay. You know when you know who knows when you change the laws to benefit criminals? Criminals. I'm telling you that boy's a genius. Think about the border. When we stopped enforcing the Remain in Mexico policy, Remain in Mexico took the teeth away from the cartels. Why? Because if somebody got apprehended at the border, they weren't automatically granted asylum in the United States until their case was heard. They were being forced to remain in Mexico. And then if, in fact, they came back to the trial and asylum was granted, they were let into the country. 
by just apprehending them and letting anyone who gets apprehended into the country, you empowered the cartels and they could now start charging anyone they wanted for safe passage to the United States of America. Because all they had to do was get you to that border. Didn't matter if you got caught. They didn't even have to sneak in. Just walk right down Broadway. Get arrested. Welcome to America. That's what they did. Okay, Joe Biden turned America's border into the college bar that doesn't check ID. Once the word gets out that you're letting people in, whether they can properly prove they belong or not, everybody starts showing up. Okay, it's no different than when it comes to the criminal code. Once the word gets out that "Ah, I punched a cop in the face, didn't go to jail. Guess what that guy's buddy does when he gets arrested the next night? Punches a cop in the face, doesn't get additional charges for that. Well, I robbed somebody with a gun, but, you know, as long as I don't shoot it. Not going to get a criminal charge. Oh, that's good to know. I guess we'll all start using guns in our robberies now because the sentencing guidelines have been lowered again and again and again. When you are trying to help criminals because of some empathy, some type of woke, enlightened, you know, equity, and we've got to look out. Listen, you can tell me that democratic systems in democratic cities have failed minority communities. I could sign up for that in a second because I've watched it happen. I live in New York. But that doesn't mean in the moment you stop prosecuting the people who are harming the law-abiding citizens. All right, maybe society failed those people. Maybe economic conditions, maybe a broken home, maybe everything in between turned them into someone who is walking around society with no empathy for the well-being of others. That may very well be the case that other things played a role in shaping the violent criminal they've become. That being said, You can't leave them on the streets because they're only going to kill more people. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let me give you this. Robert Holden, clip eight. 71 years I've lived in New York City. I've seen bad times, high crime, 2,000 murders a year in the 80s. I've not seen the lawlessness that I'm seeing today in New York City in my lifetime. That means we're afraid to go anywhere. Think about that. And one of the main reasons why that you're seeing this lawlessness is because the Democrats declared a rhetorical war on police. They said they're all racist. Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck. We all watched it and we were like, that's terrible. Lock that guy up. What a dirtbag. But consensus is not valuable in an election year. So the Democrats had to repurpose the George Floyd video, not into Derek Chauvin as a thug cop who knelt on his neck. But no, it was all of America who knelt on his neck. Don't you understand? We're systemically racist. This government has been racist for 250 years. We've got to remove this Trump fellow that's been a part of it for three years. And we've got to replace him with this Biden fellow who's been a part of it for 50 years. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. You know, America was so racist. We needed a guy running it who was a part of that racist government for a quarter of its existence. Now, I'm telling you, this will make things better. It's stupid. It's just a quest for power. But the quest for power comes at the indifference of the people they purport to care about. Let me give you some of the Jordan stuff here. Because make no mistake about it, Jordan is absolutely, absolutely highlighting this because he does want to juxtapose the ridiculous prosecution of Trump against the non-prosecution of violent felons. But why? I tell you this all the time. The people you hear on this show on a recurring basis are people I talk to off the air. And as a former cab driver, as a guy who worked his way up in show business, I can tell when I'm talking to someone who cares. 
Okay, I can tell when I've got one guy on the air, but then the guy off the air is like, whatever, screw these people. Those guys don't get rebooked on the show. Okay, the people who come on and have a recurring relationship with the show have a recurring relationship because whether they're on the air or off, their values don't change. They want things for society. They want things for this country. Here's a newsflash. It sounds like almost hokey and oversimplified, but there are a lot of people out there who really do care about this country and are objectively horrified about the direction it's going in because they are aware of what the rest of the world looks like and they are aware of just how much better the quality of life is here in America, assuming it's running on its founding principles that we're getting, uh, you know, awfully close to abandoning in a lot of key frontiers. Okay, but when Jordan is bringing this case, it's because, yes, he is hoping to shame Alvin Bragg and other woke district attorneys into prosecuting crime. And it's not because he's a racist. Again, these crimes are overwhelmingly impacting minorities. If he's a racist, he'd be like, yeah, keep killing each other, keep robbing each other. Who cares who goes to jail? Okay, the problem the Democrats have in this moment is that he's not racist. Racist would let him keep on keeping on. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is Jordan talking about how they're not only going to do this in New York, but they're going to do it in other cities. We'll start at the top, clip one. Hearing from victims, hearing from families who've been impacted by this soft on crime policy. You know, it turns out when you uh, when you don't put bad guys in jail, they do bad things. When you don't lock criminals up, you get more crime. Imagine that, and that is exactly what we're seeing not only in New York City but every big city around this country. And it's driven by these left-wing DAs who, who come in with a political agenda. Instead of focusing on protecting people, families, communities, and small business owners, they're all about politics. Yep. I'll only give you a little more of this. This is clip two. We anticipate doing this in other cities. We've talked with uh, the chairman of our uh, crime subcommittee, Mr. Biggs. Uh, we, we anticipate going to other big cities where it's, where it's just as bad as it is here in New York City. Amen. And they should. And here's one more. Here's Jordan explaining why they're focusing on Alvin Bragg. This is clip three. Because Mr. Bragg, what he's doing, Mm -hmm. you know, using federal funds to indict a former president for no crime. And then when we want to talk with someone, he takes us to court. When we want to do our constitutional duty of of oversight, he takes us to court uh, for a guy who hasn't worked there in a year. So instead of focusing on what he should be doing, keeping bad guys off the streets, protecting people of this great city, he's focused on politics. So I think there's that there's that contradiction. But it's about the victims, and that's who we'll hear from today. Basically, what Jordan's saying is, I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Okay, there was a key point he made there, and it's about empathy for criminals. When you don't arrest bad guys, they keep doing bad things. It's just how it works. Okay, here's a newsflash, dude. Okay, if you left a pile of dollar bills a mile high outside your local strip club, guess what's going to happen? A lot of guys are going to pick up a pile of singles and they're going to run into that strip club. What the hell did you just say? I know it's a weird analogy, but it's the same analogy when it comes to crime. Okay. If you throw away all the handcuffs and all the rules that would normally limit crime. Okay. The guys who don't respect rules, don't respect people, don't respect property anyway, are only going to pick up that many more singles and run into the club. They're going to do that much more damage. Okay. The point is woke policies on the left are harming the people they purport to care about the most. We killed this city. We killed this city by going woke. Killed this city. We killed this city by going woke. 
Say you might rob me Or punch me in the face Mayors don't care, they know There's crime in every place Go be on the sidewalk Pooping broad daylight Too many liberals say with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Harris Faulkner, she is coming by in the next hour, and she just loves coming on this radio show. That is offensive, and it is not true. Oh, stop it. She's going to be here. We're excited, excited to have Harris in the house. Kennedy's going to be here as well. She is, of course, one half of the Laughs and Liberty Tour. If you watch me do stand-up around the country, I'm actually on the East Coast this weekend. I am at Bananas Comedy Club in East Rutherford, New Jersey, this Friday, April the 21st, Saturday, April the 22nd. But then we go on the road. Next weekend, we're in D.C. for the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Hey, girl, all those swanky media parties. I'll get you some good gossip when I get back into town. But after that, we go on the road. May 6th, we are at the Santander Performing Arts Center, myself and Kennedy, to kick off the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Then we go down to Clearwater, Florida, May the 20th. Uh, then we're in Davenport, Iowa, June the 3rd. Uh, we will be in Mesa, Arizona, June the 10th. And we will be in Lexington, Kentucky at the Lexington Opera House June the 24th. If you happen to be one of our Michigan listeners, Holland, Michigan, July the 8th. And then I will be in St. Mary's, Ohio, Jenny Fallis territory at the Grand Opera House, yucking it up with Doug Spencer and Jim Jordan's going to be there. It's going to be a wild one. But Jim Jordan currently hosting a field hearing here in New York. We'll continue to cover it with Harris Faulkner when we come back on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Back in action. Big Monday episode of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fela. Jimmy. Jimmy. Back in action, though, with Harris Faulkner. This is a big get. An embarrassment of radio riches. She is, of course, the queen of daytime. Uh, she'll be joining us to weigh in on, I mean, it's it's like a real State of the Union in this hour. We've got these field hearings in New York City. Uh, Katie Porter. Was on The View today. The View was awful. But they were kind of following up with her after an embarrassing showing she had on Real Time with Bill Maher over the weekend. And I find this to be significant because Katie Porter is one of those Democrats that's leading the whole narrative of give us what we want or people will die. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay. we talked. They talked at length about the classified document leaker. In the Intel Committee, in the Intel community anyway, not in the committee. Let me get that right. 
And uh, it was a, I got to tell you, man, we're living in a really dumb time to be alive. I say this all the time. Most of the problems we have in this country are not problems of capability. They're problems of stupid. I say that all the time. We don't have a border problem. We have a stupid problem. We had cut border crossings to an 80-year low. Administration got elected. It was Joe Biden. He was elected uh, back in November of 2020. I don't remember that ever happening. But he did, and he was, of course, took the oath of office in January of 21. I don't remember that ever happening. But he did. But lo and behold, when he got into office, the first thing they did was sign executive orders that undid all of Trump's <laughs> border policies that were keeping the country safe. Are you stupid or something? The answer is yes. Yes, they are stupid. That's true. That is true. Stupid. Okay. We don't have a crime problem. Understand. Okay. Cops could get crime under control tomorrow if we threw our support behind them, gave them the benefit of the doubt in the court of public opinion, and of course held bad cops accountable. But cops are on defense all the time because the Democrats made a concerted public effort to slash their police budgets. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. <laughs> You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. <laughs> Why use the word defund? Because this is the word coming from the streets. Oh, I get it. So the criminals don't want cops around. AOC is a dope. Stupid people. We have stupid problems. Okay, your gas prices are going up. It's not because we can't be, okay, one of the leading producers of domestic energy in the world. We were a net exporter of energy when the last administration left town. The new, the new administration came into town. They signed an executive order killing the Keystone Energy Pipeline, declaring war on our fossil fuel industry, saying climate change is the future. Let's all start buying stuff off of China. That's what they did. Are you stupid or something? Yes. Again, the answer is yes. We don't have crime problems. We don't have border problems. We have stupid problems. These are stupid people. There's never been a dumber time to be alive. I grew up. It's it's crazy to me. I grew up as, in Levittown, New York. Biggest post-World War II settlement for American GIs returning home from the war. That's what they did. They fought. They stormed the beach at Normandy. They beat the Nazis. Nowadays, my goodness gracious, all of those incredible men and women I grew up around. I mean, that's what I grew up around. I grew up around a lot of old men who were veterans that— that's what, that's what it was. Played a lot of wiffle ball, rode a lot of bikes, swam in a lot of above-ground pools. Okay, but they all loved America. And I was surrounded at all times by old men that you should never make a sudden move around. Ever, ever. You might trigger some kind of a flashback. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. That's right. We got beat up, smacked in the head, <laughs> yelled at. It was intense. But we grew up with a healthy respect for authority. And, uh, you know, we love the country. We had perspective. We understood that if you're living in this country, you are part of the world's 1%. You have American privilege. For all the talk about identity politics and the 1% and everything in between, eat the rich, blah, blah, blah. If you live in America, you are a member of the world's 1%. You are in the overall population of humanity living in the top 1% in terms of upward mobility, tolerance, inclusion, freedom, and everything in between. That's why we only have one rule on this show. We're not going to sit here 
and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. Because we have perspective. We're in on the joke. That if you fight the right battles in this country, yes, we're capable of anything. And yes, it's an incredible place to live. But if this current generation had to storm the beaches at Normandy, they'd be looking around the boats being like, I don't know if it's inclusive enough. We've got to make sure we have like one of every pronoun. <laughs> make sure there's equity in the front line of the boats, not just the middle and the back. And we need to, and then, you know, the gates would open and everybody would get killed because we're fighting a lot of the wrong battles. It's bad. Okay, the military is not supposed to be about hurt feelings. It's supposed to be about hurting our enemies. You're in the lowest form of life on earth. That's what Jill's, drill sergeants used to do. This guy didn't sound like he was worried about your feelings. You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. Think about that. He wasn't sitting around being like, well, we need to have a, a drag poetry night to make sure everybody feels welcome. Why, you little maggot, you make me want to vomit. <laughs> but that's what we're doing now. And this is a stupid thing to be doing because it fights, the, like literally fights the wrong battle. The whole point of a military, specifically ours, is to be so fierce we don't have to use it. It's to be the team nobody wants to play. It's to be able to promote peace through strength in the world because people go, ah, oh, you don't want to get these Americans worked up. That's a real problem. These guys are tough. They're not messing around over there. But then we come marching in with <laughs> our, like, hate has no home here stickers on the back of our army tanks, our soldiers wearing coexist patches, and people are like, yeah, America's probably really not that fierce anymore. We look weak in the world. We look la- – it's, seriously, like it's, it's, it, we're making it very hard for our enemies to take us seriously. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just – they're not respecting our country the way they used to. And so much of what goes on, okay, in our country, okay, when it, when it comes to this debate, you know, around the trans thing, okay, we just had Bud Light, of course, take a $6 billion dive over the Dylan Mulvaney can. <laughs> but it's because why? Bud Light was fighting the wrong battle. Their job is to sell beer. What does beer need to be? It needs to be cold and tasty. That's No one goes into the freezer and they're like, ah, well, uh, I'm really dying for a beer. If only I could find one that has a guy wearing a dress on it. I mean, that would make for a better beer. You are correct, sir. No one's doing that. And it doesn't mean if you're trans, you don't have a right to exist. Okay, go do whatever you got to do. It's fine. The whole Republican position when it comes to the trans agenda is that we should be saving it for people over the age of 18 and we shouldn't be forcing it on little kids. That's the whole position. But it's characterized as, well, you hate people. You want them to die because their emotions are their facts. That's how the Democrats get things done. Agree with me or people are going to die. Here is Katie Porter. Okay. And she's talking about January 6th. This is her on real time. This is fascinating, okay? She says, what happened on January 6th was a bunch of bat-blank crazies with guns who killed police. That's her claim of January 6th. That is a fact-check false. Nobody had guns. Sadly, one cop did die, but not on January 6th. He died of natural causes after the event. But the Democrats continue to push this as this deadly armed white supremacist insurrection that killed a bunch of cops. Not even close. But here we are. This is clip 14. 
What happened on January 6th was a bunch of bat crazy with guns who killed police people. <laughs> what happened on January 6th was a bunch of bat s crazy folks with guns that killed police people. You're not telling me the truth. No, it's not. But do you understand how impossible it becomes to have a conversation when there are people in elected office like Katie Porter screaming and yelling things that make people emotional but are just patently untrue? You know, and then they tell you, oh, this America needs to have a conversation. They don't have a conversation. They want you to accept at face value any preposterous claim they make. And if you don't agree with the preposterous claim, you're now a hater. You're now a transphobe. You're now a white supremacist. You're now the worst. That's what they're trying to do now. And the problem we keep coming back to when it comes to America has to have a conversation is we're never having the conversation based on the truth. So here is Katie Porter, okay, when it comes to the trans argument, okay, trying to convince you that Riley Gaines, she was forced to swim against a biological man, okay? That biological man, Will Thomas, was the 432nd ranked swimmer in the world as a man. He was ranked 432. And then he switched to a woman. Oh, girl. Literally, oh girl, uh, he went from 432nd to number one in the country. 432 is a man, number one is a woman. Winning some races by nearly a minute. You're talking about laps, entire laps over the competition. Along the way, his teammates say he exposed his male genitalia to the females he was changing with in the locker room. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. Riley Gaines speaking out against this. You know at San Francisco State University she was assaulted, punched by a guy in a dress, held hostage in a classroom, and then the school, of course, saluted the students for getting together and peacefully protesting. They're crazy. I mean, really. No, it's nice that, you know, time was... The kids could express themselves. A guy could throw in a dress, punch an invited speaker in the face, hold her hostage in a classroom. Do you understand? It's the violent side again and again and again that's lecturing all of us about violence. Well, you can't question whether biological men should be in swimming races. That's going to get them attacked. Because you keep saying they're under attack. You keep telling them they're under attack. A hormonal, someone who was shot up with a level of Hormones that were not naturally occurring in their body shot up a Christian school down in Tennessee. And what did they tell you? Well, that person's the victim. It's all this Republican rhetoric attacking them, all this anti-trans legislation. No one's passing any of that. The only thing anyone is saying, oh, it's not anti-trans. It's pro-kid. Let a kid grow up to be an adult, and if they choose to transition, let them. Okay, but in the meantime, okay, you don't, you don't, okay, commit them to a lifetime of surgery. You don't commit them to a lifetime of medication that'll be needed to treat them because of something that very well could be a phase. Hey, maybe we're wrong. Maybe it's not a phase. Maybe it's really what they want to do. Then let them do it. Okay. That's the whole point of the United States of America. Freedom! Okay. But what Katie Porter is trying to characterize here is that Riley Gaines is only speaking out for women's rights because she wants clicks. It's clip 39. Nobody including Riley Gaines, who I disagree with strongly, should be... Should what do you disagree with, out of interest? Um, I 
I think that it should be up to sporting bodies to make the decisions about who and what how she should What has she said that's actually wrong? I think that what she has done is try to turn this... We talked about people, you know, becoming... Using things to kind of get likes and get clicks. That's not what she's doing. It's I mean, not? I, I've got no truck to write against personally, but all I've seen her do is stand up for women's rights to fairness and equality. She, so has she, she actually competed oh. against Leah Thomas, and it was obviously unfair. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. That cannot be right. It cannot be fair. That is something that I trust, I think, our sporting bodies should be dealing with. And by the way, Riley is speaking up for herself, and that is her prerogative, and I respect her free speech. I think she's speaking up for pretty much every female athlete in the world. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) No, Riley Gaines, she's just doing it for clicks. She's just doing it for likes. She's doing it because she doesn't want to lose by half the pool, which is exactly what's going on because a jackasses like Katie Porter have positioned biological men and women's sports as something we should all be co-signing over a bunch of transphobes who want to kill them. I don't know. That seems a little extreme to me in terms of how they're characterizing this. No one on the right is anti-trans. We're just pro-women like Riley Gaines, and we're tired of seeing them getting beaten by a swimmer who has a bulge in her swim trunks. Listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Harris Faulkner is coming by in the next break. Queen of daytime. Fired up. We'll have a little bit of a State of the Union. I want to give you a little more Katie Porter. I have to play you a clip from The View. No! God! No! God! Please, no! 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 Gotta do it. Here's Katie Porter on The View today being asked about reports that the woman who was accused of throwing a boiling pot of potato water on her husband's head was also a lousy boss to work for. Take it away. 
Look, I am incredibly proud of my staff. The book is actually dedicated to yes. my staff and my volunteers. And I say yes. this in the book and the dedication, and it's true. Um, I may stand in front of them, but they are really the ones leading the way. Yeah. Um, for every viral moment you see, for every whiteboard that I, I get the words spelled correctly and I <laughs> yeah. know what I'm talking about, there's a ton of amazing people behind me and helping me, and I'm so grateful for them. You know, I think we see, and I saw this as a professor, certainly, um, female professors, particularly women of color, um, get much worse teaching evaluations. Yes. Um, and, and even when the, you know, all the professional evaluations are the same. And so we see this again and again. Yeah. Lots of the so-called bad bosses um, are women and disproportionately people of color. I think it's really unfortunate because those are the very voices we need more of in our government. Okay. The question was, what do you say to reports that you have created a hostile work environment? Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. She did not answer the question. Oh, my staff, what a, hey, are you a horrible boss? Is it a toxic work environment? Well, I've got a great staff. And unfortunately, whenever you hear a report of a bad boss, it's a woman or it's a person of color. And we need more representation in our leadership. You suck, you jackass. The point is, she didn't answer the question, which in a roundabout way means she did. Katie Porter is a dope. We'll discuss it and so much more with the brilliant Harris Faulkner when we come back on Fox Across America. <laughs> it's it a twerk at work. Yeah, you that get- wasn't a twerk. It was twerk light. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you're watching Fallivision tonight, you'll see me on Sean Hannity at 9. I'll be on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning at 6.50. But joining us now is someone the sun never sets on the TV empire. She is the dancing queen of daytime. I used to call you the queen of daytime. You're now the dancing queen of daytime after that introduction. Harris Faulkner is here and the crowd goes wild. They're excited. They're excited. They're excited. Rightfully so. The last time I saw you... We were talking in the lobby of this building for about four hours and 12 minutes. (laughs) It was was a 10-minute conversation. Listen, I knew it was a long conversation when the security team had a shift change. I saw people, like, (laughs) saying goodbye. Hey, have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. You work at a 4 to 12, and they left. The night crew didn't know who I was. (laughs) It's a wholly different vibe. (laughs) Totally different vibe, but it was good. We chopped it up. We got a lot done, and I was happy for that. Uh, But now you're back in studio and radio in Funtown, USA, where we love to have you, as you know. Of course, Harris, of course. And we brought you on to Swanky Brass Monkey by the Beastie Boys. Oh, I know who it is. I'm old, but well, I'm not ancient. But they are now the Beastie Thems, just so you understand. You can't, you can't just gender a rap group in 2020. That's not true. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I realize that I work in news a little bit outside of pop culture, but, but you haven't changed the names of bands, it's have not, you? It's not moving that can, quick. Can I just get yep. a word in Give about... Like, I really appreciate the intro. You're very kind. You're a superstar. I guess. Like, you're on your come up. I I hear that. But inside my head, I mean, but you know what that means. Mm -hmm. That that to me, Mm -hmm. it means that you're not just rising, but you got a lot of people pulling for you. That's exciting. 
But they're, and, none of them live in my head. Like, in my head, I got this other group of people. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, leave some room for the rest of us. All right, Don't well, make it you. too crowded in, in that space of self-doubt, which we all have. <laughs> um, but, no, I'm just you, – you mentioned what you have coming up even tonight. Mm-hmm. I know I see you everywhere. I know you're selling out. Um, at selling out in tickets, yeah, not yeah. perspective, <laughs> all across the country. And I'm super excited with you oh, and Harris. for you and your wife and your son because uh, it's a familial journey mm-hmm. that we're on. So just God bless you. Oh, and uh, if you ever need somebody re- to remind you of, of where you've been, I can call a cab at any moment <laughs> 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 just to pull up to the curb and say, hey, girl. <laughs> no, the way that works is you always have like a scared straight in your head. Everything I look at has an image of a taxi meter flashing. There you go. It's like a reminder to just keep to working hard. But, yeah. but something anyway, funny. Congratulations. And thank, no, well, thank you for the kind words. And, and you read them exactly the way I wrote them down. So th- I'm oh, kidding. You're fine. So I'll give you the 50 bucks no, later. Would have been funnier. I, oh, Harris. Um, well, I will say this because. When I was driving a cab in New York City, it was actually safe. Giuliani had handed off to Bloomberg, and they were so heavily invested in tourism and the idea of making people comfortable shopping here and visiting here that we didn't have the situation we now have mm-hmm. where the Judiciary Committee is forced to come here and have a field hearing in hopes that the district attorney will actually pay attention to the crime affecting the citizens here in New York. And Andrew Cuomo, someone we have been no fan of, by the way, of all people, called out the Democrats on this today. I don't know if you guys heard the clip. You had a busy day today. But do we have the Cuomo clip? Oh, Can I, I just... got time for the news. Go yeah, ahead, you do, that. Harris Faulkner. Yeah, I you heard. do. Roll it. Here's Cuomo talking about the indifference to crime in the Democratic Party. It's clip 11. The far left doesn't want to talk about crime. They don't want to hear the word crime spoken. Do you know who are the victims of crime? Over 70% black, brown, and poor. So tell me, who does the Democratic Party really represent, if not the black, brown, and poor? Mm -hmm. And when you refuse to address the issue of crime, the people who are paying the price are the black, brown, and poor. They're paying the price for your far-left politics. Mm -hmm. We don't make a habit of agreeing with Andrew Cuomo around here, uh, but he's on the money there. Well, the facts are the facts, though. And and if anybody would know... um, the idiosyncrasies idiosyncrasies of soft on crime policy, so on and so forth. It would be someone mm-hmm. who got away with loading up nursing homes yeah. with, I mean, with if anybody older knows people, about getting away with one. Yeah. Uh, you know, who were vulnerable to COVID on his watch, those decisions made and, and he didn't take any accountability or responsibility for them. So he he he's already been a beneficiary of that. Um, also walked away from 11 women at least that, that came forward. Letitia James dropped the case. They mm-hmm. are not going to do that likely with Donald Trump. Yeah, no chance. That's driven by politics. So mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo comes by it with lived experience and yep. knowing where we are in this. And he's not wrong. Um, but I look at Brandon Johnson today. That's yep. super far left, brand-new mayor-elect of Chicago. Chicago after the uh, the summer of, of crazy uh, – the summer, yeah. the weekend of craziness. The teen takeover. That, now I'm already forecasting. I'm praying yeah. for that city that it won't be a summer of it. But um, when he says that they need some space, and I'm paraphrasing him here, but here's the bottom line of what he said, because they haven't had the same opportunities of -hmm. of other people. What is he saying? Is he saying that young black and brown teenagers are weak? Mm -hmm. They are less than. And so they should be allowed to break the law and open fire in in downtown Chicago and burn stuff and all of that Mm -hmm. because our young people in this country – 
who were black and brown, his constituents, as you said, compartmentalized of choice and targeted Mm -hmm. for that, um, can't keep up. So we have to dumb down the system for them. Is that what he's saying? Because I I can't imagine that if they even knew that, uh they would embrace that. No. This is what's amazing in the Democratic Party, and this is where identity politics was so damaging to the country as a whole. Okay, for whatever people think of Barack Obama's policies, he did run on a mantra of, yes, we can. What the Democrats are running on now is the complete opposite. It's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Give these people a break. They're not, if things don't go their way, it's they just riot. Bigotry. It's yeah. blatant. It's blatant bigotry. No, it really is. And I got to be honest, this, this idea that we should be infantilizing entire groups of people, mm-hmm. but in the process, creating empathy for the members of those communities that break the law, because that's what Alvin Bragg did. Right. He said he issued a memo saying, hey, trespassing, resisting arrest. We're not going to prosecute those crimes. If you rob somebody with a gun, it'll be a nonviolent misdemeanor unless the gun goes off. That only harms the victims. It doesn't, you know. When you, you know, when you apply equity to the prison system, what you're ultimately doing is you're putting a target on the backs of the people who follow the law. And that's the part that drives me crazy, Harris. We're not having an honest conversation here. I mean, you well, and we're I are. We're getting targeted twice. Of cause, course. Because those young teenagers are going to, you know, also infiltrate, as we saw here in New York City, mm-hmm. small businesses. Just go in in Queens and just tear a restaurant up, no reason, and walk right out. Mm-hmm. And practically wave to the cameras because they know that they're being – they don't even care. Yep. There are no consequences anywhere. So we're targeted by the criminals themselves and by the justice system put in place by George Soros and his millions and millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. for the DAs that, that live the policies that he dreams about. It is a crazy time to be alive. Harris Faulkner is in studio, queen of daytime. Oh, goodness. Wrote in on an elephant. It was a big production. You know, before Meghan Markle, I used to like a little royalty. You don't in, like the re- in, in reference, like, oh, queen. Of, I don't hey, want to be queen of anything. Hey, I don't like the, royalty anymore. I'm not calling you the Duchess of daytime. Oh. <laughs> the queen, I mean, the queen, at least, it has some standing. The Duchess is like, it's like a pretend. Pretend assignment. And I bring up pretend assignments. <laughs> it's like vice president. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, bang. There it is. Shots fired right at your VP from Harris Faulkner. Kamala the other Harris. awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> Even my son's not a fan. But oh stick gosh. with me. Stick and time me. to take out my gum. And Thank you. I realize that everybody can see me do what I do, so I just may as well not dance and not take out no, my No, no, you crushed it. We've a- In fact, we've had callers send in wads of singles since you sat down. <laughs> we've got oh, all kinds terrible. of money from the truckers. Stick with me. Because uh, we're talking about pretend assignments, okay? This yeah. is a weird non sequitur. Well, they're real assignments. Mm-hmm. They're just pretend people in them. Yeah, that's the problem. But even last week with the president traveling over in Ireland, which, again, I still don't think they should send him overseas. I think they should send him to Epcot and tell him he's in another country. I don't know that he knows the difference. But well, that's with- the White House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Delaware. That's Same. wherever he is. It's so crazy. But But, you know, with all the things going on in the world, that one struck me as such an odd optic. If only because it didn't come with a deliverable. Usually when the president goes overseas, it's because they're announcing a deal or they're meeting somebody. Mm -hmm. This was just like, we don't need you around the house right now because we've got stuff to do. Like I can tell you, anyone who's ever moved or done anything of consequence at home with kids present, if the kids are under your feet and getting in the way, you'll give them an assignment. Hey, Lincoln, you want to go check the washer machine for Monsters? He's like, wait, there's monsters in the way. And he just runs off, and now you're good. He's a teenager yeah, now. You can do what you want. Well, of course, but I'm saying you could do that when he was three. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, right. They just told the president of the United States to go Which check. Which you also can do that <laughs> yes, because he's 80. <laughs> they just told him to go check the washing machine for monsters. They're like, uh, we got all these problems. Hey, Joe, you want to go to Ireland and, and go, you know, do like an Ancestry.com victory lap and, you know, mismanage a couple of interactions with the press? It's scary to watch. 
It, yeah, you know what? He makes octogenarian have a bad name. And in fact, you know who's really feeling the bite of that? Mm. Not to move too far ahead mm, here. Um, Diane Feinstein. Oh, I know. Right? How can the Democratic Party, particularly the women in that party, get mm. away with calling for the resignation and treating this 89-year-old woman who served and done their bidding, yeah, Kavanaugh? Yeah. Of course. Done yeah, their you. bidding, done everything that they've wanted from middle to far left. How can they call for her resignation Mm -hmm. and divide the whole party? Yet look at him in the White House on most days and say sentient, you know, mm -hmm. competent and really fun to be around kind of a guy. (laughs) Someone that you trust the nuclear football with and also a a beer. Like, I I don't know how you can treat them the same and then call yourselves the party of inclusion. Like, I, I, I don't know how that happens. I have but theories. that's what's happening. Well, I have a theory here. And I say this in defense of Dianne Feinstein, not only did their bidding uh, on behalf of the Democratic Party, but is widely regarded as one of the best waitresses at the Last Supper. Oh, you need to Like stop. if you talk to people who were there, they're like, no, no, her section. Everything was just <laughs> right on point. The wine was there. Everything was good. But here's the theory, Harris. Tell me what you think of this. We're just, spe- we're just speculating now. Okay. I think they're using Feinstein's age as a way of loosening the jar on Biden's age. Meaning they don't want to uh, – you don't open with I'm your closer. I don't know. But do you think no, if Feinstein goes I down, don't. it starts – well, let me ask you this. Does it, does it I, not – I have another theory. Does, but does it not start a larger conversation? Fact. Okay, go ahead. What's your um, other theory? Look, I, I don't think that this is too dissimilar to the point of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. And I think that there has been – I don't think this. I know this from talking to Democrats. Um, there is huge buyer's remorse on – Obama at the time not moving in on Ruth Bader Ginsburg and saying, sit down, so mm-hmm. so it's time to replace you. And because they didn't get to make that decision, mm-hmm. it took them quite some time. You know, Merrick Garland is now the attorney general, not Instead sitting on the, the U.S. Justice, Supreme yeah. Court. So you you can sort of see Democrats, and, and certainly their analysts, because I've been watching them say it, does this have a vibe of Ruth Bader Ginsburg to it with Diane Feinstein? I have never heard them say that about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And there are many more miles of tape. We haven't heard from Feinstein yeah. in quite a few months. I don't know what she sounds like. I don't know where she is on policy and politics and all of that currently. But she's mm-hmm. got a track record yep. and has held office for a very long time and has been very strong for that party. So. Mm-hmm. You know, he was around for 50 years, but wandering around doesn't count for the last couple of two. <laughs> a lot of tough love for Joe Biden. Harris Faulkner is in studio. We're having a grown-up talk. Um, is that what this is? That's what I'm calling it. Aww, it's, I love it. You got to know how to, because the thing is, it's like, it's all about the branding. You know what I mean? If you brand it well, it's a grown-up talk. People are like, oh, well, this is a very uh, intellectually savvy conversation. It's like the Inflation Reduction Act. It actually probably drove up inflation, but they branded it as Inflation Reduction. And everybody's like, oh, we like this. This is good. We want to reduce well, inflation. Well, our conversation isn't just a – that was not branding. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a climate bill, and we all knew it. Everybody knew it, and they celebrate it now. Well, that's the thing about climate change. It always has a cosigner. Always. Even Pete Buttigieg today was talking about racist roads, which I think is – Again? He, again, he did. He, he spoke to Al Sharpton over the weekend another meeting of the minds where does he drive <laughs> i don't well this is the weird thing he only drives a quarter of the way if you remember and then he then gets he out on, on his bike. bicycle right, and gets caught right, pretending right. he rode a bike well, to we work. can't do that in new york yeah you'll get mugged yeah you ain't getting out <laughs> you're staying in 
that car, roll them up. You know, <laughs> it's a, no, no, it's a, it's a different time. It is a different time. But that's part of the scam. Is I think everything when it comes to climate right now, really quickly, has a cosigner. Always has a cosigner. Like the clim- biggest climate change bill in the history of this country was tied to inflation reduction because it probably wouldn't yeah. have stood up on its own. Every initiative they're pushing us now as well, you know, climate change, climate reparations, it disproportionately affects people. It's never a straight sell because I don't think the appetite is actually there. Like when you hear things like no more gas vehicles by 2027 or at least the market share is going to change drastically, mm-hmm. that, that's not a genuine enthusiasm coming from car buyers. That's well, it can't the, be. They're mandating yeah. it from the federal government yes. down uh-huh. and calling it a plan that you should get into. That's mm-hmm. a mandate. Yeah, that's not. But that's the point is a lot of what they're doing is such heavy handed coercion. Yeah, uh, because I don't think they they're winning the idea battle. I don't think they've had to for a long time. And my hmm. hope is we're going to get back to a substantive place now where you have to be able to sell your ideas in order for them to be supported, because I think we're living in the consequences of you know, in some to some extent, it was identity politics, but to a larger extent, it was just the Democrats have gotten away uh, with just labeling the opposition in an effort to stifle a substantive debate. Like the border was like, oh, you want to secure the border? You must be racist. No, Let that's me not play substantive. Devil's advocate. Yeah, go ahead. Here, just the flip. Mm-hmm. Why can't Republicans get anything done? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's fair. Uh, you know the the polling that we did going into the midterm election night. Mm-hmm. I, I had pollster Lee Carter on with me. We had. Mm-hmm. for the first time in history across networks, a live audience on election night. And we sat there and we talked to real people real time on election night. And the problem with Republicans for the midterms, and we already knew it by the end of the night, mm-hmm. like you, you didn't have to wait for many of the results to come in, that mm-hmm. it was not going to be a red wave. But the issue was that they were able to identify the problems, but they couldn't solve any of them. Yep. Now they're in the majority. It's squeaky clean. But how many times do you have to say that? You're mm-hmm. in the majority. Yeah. So how are they changing the game? Mm -hmm. They brought D.C. to New York City. And the best that the mayor could say today, Eric Mm -hmm. Adams, was, this is just theater. (laughs) No, homie, theater districts down the way. (laughs) This is a hearing room, and there are real victims in it. And when I say that Republicans came to play today with their hearing list of guests, I mean, they came. I mean, Madeline Brame, the Mm -hmm. mom of that military vet, who was stabbed all those times by four vicious, bloodthirsty uh, mm. killers, mm-hmm. um, pointed out that only half the killers have been caught. One of them is still walking around a recidivist by profession. That's crazy. So Republicans are starting to figure out some solutions to things, and, and mm. they, they brought the solutions with them on this one issue. You brought up the border. Mm. Uh, Chip Roy told me last, last week, Texas congressman, he yep. said it is time for Republicans to put up or shut up. Thank you. you got to roll and not worry about making some people on the on the far right yep. in the middle whatever in no, your you party stand up you got to make you got to make moves stuff done that you can at least make the democrats vote against it mm-hmm. If they do in the senate yep. um while you've got Mitch McConnell there I agree but Harris Faulkner no one and I mean no one would vote against you. We are 30 oh, seconds stop. out. We no, got deep, to though. You took me there. I told you we were going to. You dragged me to I, the deep end I of said the pool. We were having an adult conversation. Yes, we were. And yes, we did have And I had on my cute skinny. No, you yeah. <laughs> In the pool. <laughs> she did. She brought the A game today. Hubba, hubba. That's for you, Ooh. Harris. The listeners have spoken. The Why does that daytime. person sound nine years old and I, I, highly inappropriate? Who knows what's going on? The point is everyone's out of sorts. The queen of daytime's Yikes. around. Pull yourselves together. Oh. Watch Harris okay, every day. There, I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll sign off on that back after this. <laughs> this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Yo. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Shout out to the queen of daytime, Harris Faulkner. A good hang. It got deep. If you missed any of it, it'll be on the Fox Across America website. Also on the Facebook page. In the next hour, talk about an embarrassment of radio riches. It is tax season. Your taxes are a little higher this year. Thanks to some runaway spending by the folks in Washington. Thanks, big government weenuses. That can only mean Kennedy is coming by to throw the challenge flag when we come back on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, girl, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Back in action. Big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We are bringing by Kennedy, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, a show I guest hosted last week. A woman is one half of the Laughs and Liberty tour that I'm going on this spring. She is going to join us in studio to talk about a Washington state law that would allow schools to shield a gender transition from a child's Parents, okay. I got to be honest. Uh, that is disgusting. And uh, the lawmaker who is pushing this sort of thing—he should be behind bars. Okay, I'm in a pretty loose mood. It's Monday. Had a fun weekend with my family. I'm going to be on TV at five o'clock with Liz McDonald on Fox Business, the evening edit tonight at nine. I will be on the Sean Hannity show in front of a live studio audience. There's a lot to be excited about this week. Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. Waters World on Wednesday and. Hannity and Ingram again on Thursday. Friday, Saturday, we got sold-out comedy shows at Bananas in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's an exciting week to be me. Look, I'm having a good time. I always say this. Nobody, nobody is having a better time than I am. I mean, literally nobody anywhere. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But when it comes to this, you know, the idea that schools, that political parties are now usurping the rights of parents— Okay, this one really, I mean, dude, it drives me nuts because it's very simple. Okay, growing up, growing up, and we all know this is true, any conversation, literally anyone between an adult and a minor that came with the request that you don't tell your parents this could be a problem. It was always a problem. He knows what he's talking about. Okay. When someone says to a little, don't tell your parents. Don't tell your parents I'm doing this. You're the, you know, doing all kinds of horrible, nefarious things that don't have the kids' welfare in mind. The idea that in the state of Washington, they're trying to pass legislation that would allow kids to don't tell your parents. Okay, means they're doing something the parents might not be okay with. There's another reason why they're not telling the parents, though, not just because they won't be okay with it, but because then they could potentially stop the transition. You understand the Democrats are actively engaged in a manufactured civil rights movement. Okay, transgender people have every right to exist safely and freely in our society. But the reason they're forcing it on so many kids, okay, is because they do believe it comes with a built-in political ideology. That's why they're flooding the zone everywhere in pop culture. Bud Light has Dylan Mulvaney on a can, you know, TikTok influencer Dylan Mulvaney. And now Dylan Mulvaney is endorsing Tampax. 
which is insane because here's a news flash. Dylan Mulvaney can't menstruate. I think he's got a point. But it's a point that's been made in our society for 50 years. Here's Fred Rogers 50 years ago. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. But we're pretending. We are pretending that men can get pregnant. If a man can get pregnant, just, I don't know, out of curiosity, where's the baby coming out of? Because it doesn't sound pleasant. I mean, really, it's either coming out of number one or number two. And either way, does it end good? Does not end good. But understand, they're still keeping up this charade. He's endorsing women's yoga pants. They are forcing this. Saturday Night Live this weekend debuted a non-binary comedian on Weekend Update. Molly Kearney, I believe, is a he pretending to be a she. And that's fine. I have every right to do such a thing. But what I prefer as a fan is someone who identified as funny. Bingo. One of the reasons Jackie Robinson broke the sa- the color barrier in Major League Baseball and paved the way for so many other great black ball players to take their rightful place on the fields of America was because he was good. He was a great player who was a phenomenal ambassador to the game itself. This is a guy who's a hard-nosed, hard scrabble, okay, fierce competitor. Okay, he's just like everybody else on the field. Oh, I get it. So you put him here because he's great and he belongs, not just because. Okay, the person who debuted on Saturday Night Live this weekend is clearly there just because, because this is painfully unfunny. It's like a weird Chris Farley interpretation that immediately morphs into activism about how we don't care about trans kids. Now, the truth is there's no such thing as a trans kid. Unless an adult makes them a trans kid, unless a TikTok influencer, you know, convinces them that they're in some type of gender conflict. Okay, kids did not walk around thinking they were trapped in the wrong body three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. I don't don't doubt there was the existence of something called a tomboy. Okay, where it's like a girl did a lot of boy stuff and, you know, vice versa. But this idea that people felt trapped in the wrong body is kind of new. Okay, but here is Molly Kearney on SNL going full activist telling us we don't care about trans kids. It's clip 37. As of this week, (laughs) there are now over 14 states that have passed bills restricting health care for trans kids. Mm. Listen to that, Michael. Restricting health care for kids. For some reason, there's something about the word trans that makes people forget the word kids. If you don't care (laughs) about trans kids' lives, it means you don't care about frickin' kids' lives. I mean, dude. You shut your mouth, you bastard! And you know what's shame on Michael Che. Like, Michael Che's a stoner and a hornball, and he's a nice dude. If you met Michael Che in a comedy club, you'd kind of like him, okay? He's got a little bit of a standoffish vibe. This guy's a serious ass. Some people feel that way about him. He's taken heat in the press in the past. But all in all, Michael Che is a dude that has a good job, does a solid job of doing it but isn't exactly, like, dialed in to the reality of what's coming out of his mouth. When Michael Che says they're denying trans kids health care, that's a very reckless conflation between health care and a permanent body-altering surgery. That's true. That is true. They're denying trans kids health care. Makes it sound like if a kid gets sick with pneumonia, they won't treat him at the hospital because he's trans. Kid needs a 
actual cert. No, they won't treat him because he's trans. Kids breaks a bone. They won't treat him because he's trans. Democrats are so full of crap. That's why they're calling it health care and not what it is, which is an elective body altering surgery. Oh, wow. Do you understand? It's a conflation. This is how the Democrats get by. They cater to people whose emotions are their facts. Hey, you're denying trans kids health care. Really? If a trans kid gets sick and a doctor refused to treat him? The answer would be no. Are there any doctors saying just die on my sidewalk because you're trans? The answer would be no. No, they're conflating health care with elective plastic surgery. And again, the reason the conservative position is wait till you become an adult, okay, before you make a permanent life-altering decision about your body and the ensuing medications you'll have to take is because as conservatives, we're the ones who actually keep the babies and raise them. And we know that a child develops over the course of time, so much so that they go through a thing called phases. Correctamundo. Okay, they go through phases. Okay, like I said, my son Lincoln, who is the biggest sports fan you could ever hope to meet at the age of 14, didn't play them, watch them, or discuss them at the age of 12. But as he continued to evolve, and he started to become more competitive, and he left weights and lift weight, lifted weights, he put down the Xbox controller and picked up a baseball bat and wanted to go play ball, which he did. He started a little later in life than most kids, but now he's as passionate as any kid on the field. Now imagine Lincoln's one true passion in life, the thing he loves the most, would be off limits to him. Because when he was 12, based on the mood he was in, I had him take hormones that would kill baseball forever. That's not right. But that's what they're doing to kids. They're denying them the right to evolve. And they're trying to frame this as health care. Gender-affirming health care. No, no, no. It is agenda-affirming health care. They want these people, kids, to become trans. Because here's a newsflash. Not only do they believe there's a built-in political ideology... That'll keep them voting Democrat because they keep telling you Republicans are oppressing trans people. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Caitlyn Jenner, the most famous trans person of all time, a Republican, was ostracized by the Democratic Party because she was Republican. This is politics as usual. Think about it. The Jackie Robinson of the trans movement, Caitlyn Jenner, is not owned by the trans movement because she's Republican. Think about that. So this isn't about trans people. It's about the political ideology they expect to align with being trans. So the Democrats want more trans kids because they're manufactured civil rights voters. And oh, by the way, if you commit a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old to a lifetime of surgery and medication. Money, 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 money. Barbaric what they're doing. And they're calling it health care. Health care is you're sick and you need to get treated. Okay, this is not healthcare. This is a perfectly fine, biologically functioning body being permanently altered for life to align with a political ideology. It is patently disgusting. Here is Andrew Bailey on America Reports talking about how dangerous gender transition procedures are. Clip 41. Well, these are dangerous and uh, procedures that are, are not backed up by science. They're not evidence-based, and they cause long-term health consequences. Both the administration of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones can lead to 
blindness, brain swelling, loss of bone density, and certainly the surgeries have irreversible long-term health consequences. And that's why we've seen European nations sharply curtail these procedures in favor of treating a mental health disorder with psychology and psychiatry. And so that's why we're fighting to instill in these providers a sense of the need to resort to psychiatry and psychology to protect children from these dangerous experimental med- medications and surgical procedures. Good for him. Okay, when you hear somebody on SNL like Michael Che, again, a nice guy, a fabulous stoner, conflate this as healthcare. okay? Europe is stopping gender transition surgeries for minors. Why? Because when you give cross-sex hormones, kids go blind, they have brain swelling, they have a loss of bone density. This is something that you're exposing them to that they didn't need to be exposed to. These weren't naturally occurring illnesses. These are manufactured illnesses that are the offshoot of hormone blockers and cross-sex hormones. You're injecting chemicals into the bodies of small children with no regard for the long-term effect it'll have on them. Nor do you have any evidence anecdotally about the long-term effect it'll have on them. Okay, which means you're the ones in a roundabout way denying kids health care because you're exposing them to the need for more health care than they'd naturally need in the first place were it not for this agenda-affirming surgery. Here's more Andrew Bailey, though, talking about how 75% of transgender people and whistleblowers came from learning about gender on TikTok, clip 42. Well, first of all, we've had a whistleblower, one of these clinics, come forward and, and swear under oath that 75% of the children that she treated came in with gender dysphoria because they learned about their gender on TikTok. Think about that for a second. That's a scary statistic. And to the extent that's true, we need to be treating this mental health disorder with clinical psych assessments. And if we're going to go down the road of medication, there needs to be some kind of tracking system for the adverse consequences. Look, that's basic patient care. I mean, he's spot on. Okay. This is the Missouri Attorney General flat out saying these kids go on TikTok. They see the Dylan Mulvaney's of the world prancing around and you might be trapped in your body. And what is the kid actually responding to? Well, the guy who chopped his, you know, that guy's got a lot of likes. I'd like to get some likes. Maybe I can be famous. Maybe I can be influential. Maybe I can endorse some big products that I don't biologically connect to. If only I just go out and chop my, wouldn't that be great? Okay, that's what's going on here. This is a new thing, you guys. If this thing was around 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 80 years ago, I don't doubt there are cases of people that have gender dysmorphia. I am not denying them their right to treatment or their their right to a mental well-being. Okay, but the idea that we're just forcing this down the throat of young children and we're inundating them with it in pop culture and on social media is not being done with the young children's well-being in mind. It's being done with the political ideology behind it. This is, for all intents and purposes, a manufactured civil rights movement. And they're using it to infiltrate schools. They're using it to infiltrate pop culture. And as you know, they've already started forcing it on our military. It's the action film that identifies as number one at the box office. Sylvester Stallone is... Tranbo. We can't change what we are. The woke military forced an elite commando to switch genders. I didn't want this! They took his nuts. But now he wants them back. You know where they are. Find them. Or I'll find you. Tranbo. Nothing is real if you don't believe in who you are! 
now playing in liberal theaters and coming soon to a women's swimming race near you. And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we are about to rhetorically punch some liberal ideology right in the face. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. I don't care. Okay, we got to talk about this because this is criminal. Um, Democratic Governor Jay Inslee out in Washington State. I'll say it again. He should be behind bars. This is terrible. Okay. New bill in Washington would strip parents' rights to intervene if their underage kids' medical care in certain circumstances. Now, what are these circumstances? As you'd imagine, if you have an underage kid that wants to be trans, they're now telling you in the Democratic Party as a parent, you don't have the right to object. This is totally false. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yo, yo, this is our kid. This ain't your kid. This is our kid. So if your kid wants to do something that aligns with our political ideology... The parents' rights should be taken away. No, it shouldn't. Are you kidding me? You're a loony. But here it is, okay? This bill would ho- would allow host homes for runaway youth to house youth without parental permission. So kid comes to his parents, says, Mom, Dad, I've been watching a lot of TikTok. I want to chop my And the parents go, no, we don't want you chopping your Wait until you're 18 to chop your You get where I'm going with this bit? The kid then runs away from home, underage, can't legally make consent for himself, can't get a tattoo, can't get a boob job, can't vote, okay, but is now able to call the shots on permanent life-altering surgery that will subscribe them not only to permanent surgeries but medications. But here it is. The host homes do not need to notify parents about where their kids are or if they're getting medical interventions. If there is not a compelling, if there's a compelling reason not to, which includes a youth seeking protective health services, protective health services, including gender affirming treatments, which can be prescribed to two spirit, transgender, non-binary and under other gender diverse individuals Two spirit people. So if your son or daughter is two spirit, they believe there are two different humans living inside of their brain. Okay, we don't have to tell the parents that your kid is schizophrenic. What the hell is the world coming to? An end if you let them run it this way. This is disgusting, but this is what they're trying to do. Usurp parental authority. Okay, so the kids can get the agenda-affirming care that they hope will allow them to vote Democrat down the road. They say it's for the kids' own good. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So excited to talk to this next guest. She's been on a little bit of a hot hot streak with the memes. Unfortunately, I can't share any of them on a family program such as this. But she is the host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. The K-Train back on the line. Hey, girl. 
Yeah. My goodness. I was just scrolling through my phone to like catch up on our friendship. And I can't decide if I should delete my texts or throw my phone into the Hudson after bashing it. <laughs> Some, or just find a boiling vat of water. <laughs> like Katie Porter style and throw it at a spouse? Do you, I mean, this oh, is yeah. reckless speculation. Yeah, but, Katie Porter. <laughs> when you watch Katie Porter, don't you get the feeling that she has a little bit of that in her? Because she was just on The View and they asked her about a hostile work environment and she didn't answer the question. She goes, well, they always say this about women and people of color and we need more representation. But she didn't actually answer the question. When you don't answer the question, don't you kind of answer the question by not answering it? Absolutely. And she, uh, yeah, she, she, uh, she, what did she throw? A potato? I don't know what it they was. They say. Got a helmet arm on her. <laughs> you know, isn't it amazing when you think about it that no one from Antifa has made the major leagues, given the amount of bricks they've been throwing? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think the if the Yankees were smart, they've done some scouts uh, <laughs> be... some of these protests. Yo, why do we have all of these scouts down in Florida? They should be in Portland, right? They should be out in yeah. Portland. Portland, St. Louis, Chicago. <laughs> That's how we're going to win this championship. Like That's where your talent is. <laughs> you know, do- save the airfare to the DR. We're doing it all wrong. I mean, because you think the brick weighs more than the baseball, so they're going to throw that much harder with a baseball. Where the hell is Brian Cashman on this? He's sleeping on Antifa, yeah, I like, tell you. It's like running around with a backpack full of rocks. You know, <laughs> when you're running without rocks, you, you feel like you could uh, <laughs> run the world. Like you're throwing bricks, man. A baseball is easy peasy. Thank you. Kennedy's on the phone. We're just trying to help. We're just trying to help the janky. Uh, are you back on the East Coast? Can our viewers expect to see you back on their TV tonight? Yeah, I was on Outnumbered today. Oh, boom. Uh, which was super fun. It was great. Mm-hmm. And celebrated Greek Easter yesterday. Damn right you did. I, I made a lovely feast, Jim, with Romanian stuffed cabbage and lamb meatballs and... Uh. Green Goddess dressing and Easter bread, like all the food groups were represented. Now, um, were your drinks so strong that you forgot where you hid the Easter eggs or no? They were so strong you couldn't taste the alcohol. (laughs) And then uh, when everyone started slurring, I was like, well, that's a victory for this one. (laughs) Guys, I'm not kidding. Kennedy is on the phone, and Bill Cosby thinks she makes strong drinks. (laughs) Bill Cosby will not... Uh, he, he will no longer drink my concoction. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't send something like this. I don't trust it. No, it's crazy, but it's true. They need to know this. All right, well, let's, let's, I want to have one responsible exchange with you today because we have a lot to get into. Everyone should know the Laughs and Liberty Tour kicks off May the 6th in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's a big deal. It's the Santander Performing Arts Center. You're going to watch me in the cage. And by the way, a hell of a road trip. I know. Like, if you're within a half a day's drive, this this whole thing is going to change your life. I mean, it, it is scared straight for the slightly drunk. <laughs> and uh, people will be so pleased if they make it to the uh, initial gala. Oh, they have no idea. Well, first of all, it's history. You know what I'm saying? It's history in the making. It's the very first, the inaugural address of the Laughs and Liberty Tour. And we are billing it as a scared straight for America. We're going to read this country its truth from a humorous standpoint. Dish out a little bit of tough love. Joe Clark style, like lean on me, you know? Yeah, and, and, right? um, you're bringing the baseball bat. Thank Someone you. else is bringing the chimp. Picture, I'll be making the drinks. <laughs> picture, picture Joe Clark if he was slurring his speech in the megaphone. That's the... Uh, <laughs> 
That's a Laughs and Liberty tour. And you can come to that. You can hang out at that. You can be a part of that chicanery. You can meet me in the K train. And it's a great road trip. We're actually driving to the gig. We're at the first gig, and it's yeah, only fair. Absolutely right. Is a, is a road trip. We're getting in the Bronco, and we're cruising to Reading, Pennsylvania, May the 6th. Everyone I'll should be go. Al Cowling. <laughs> to my OJ. That's so Jimmy's funny. already got a fake beard and like six passports. <laughs> We're heading to the border after this. It's a true story. Um, and everyone should go. I think it's an amazing thing. I think it's an amazing opportunity. But and and uh listen, we will continue to remind you. Um, but but I consider like if ever there was something for the government to mandate, I do believe it's the Laughs and Liberty Tour. I think it's better more helpful than anything else being done in the country right now. Oh, they're just a bunch of idiots. Just yes, everyone in power is just, they're wrecking everything. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, God help our children. Thank God that our children are well, stable geniuses. And, <laughs> and they're the ones who are going to fix Listen, I, as long as Lincoln continues to sit next to whoever he's sitting next to, I'm not worried about his grades. Okay, there is somebody. <laughs> there is somebody just killing it. We got another honor roll semester. I'm like, I got to send these people like an edible arrangement or something, whoever it is. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. But I bring up the kids. All right, let's have this talk really quick. So Jay Inslee out in Washington State, the bill they're pushing right now would allow uh, houses, would allow um, shelter houses for underage kids whose parents don't support gender-affirming care, meaning if a kid wants to go get gender reassignment surgery, the parents don't support this. It's now going to be legal if this gets passed not to inform the parents what the kid is up to. In what world is that okay? No, and and here's the thing. Like, I celebrate anyone's desire to live as they choose. As long as it doesn't affect me, have at it. I truly, truly mean that. I have trans friends. I have a lot of gay friends. And a lot of people from different communities who are truly underrepresented. You cannot hurt children. Mm-hmm. And for some children who have gender dysmorphia, yes, at some point they will require treatment and surgery and all this stuff. That's a very small number. But the idea that a kid might change their mind and might not be able to unring that bell mm-hmm. uh, is it's wrong. Yep. And once you turn 18, I've got a, a 17 and 10 month old. Mm-hmm. Like, believe me, I know I know what it means to be 18 in this country. And mm-hmm. she's actually like a, <laughs> a, 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 the Britannica Encyclopedia uh-huh. in terms of her knowledge of every country that allows 18 year olds to drink. It's very impressive. <laughs> um, so it's like if she wants to do that in a couple months, that is now her choice. Yep. But her younger sister, that is my choice. She Thank does you. not get to make that decision. You know, she also doesn't get to have a bald eagle tattooed on her face and neck. Yeah. She's asking me for it, but, you know, so far <laughs> she hasn't worn me down. <laughs> she, needs to, she needs to know when to ask. I know, I know when mom's habits, I know when the algorithm <laughs> of intoxication is in your life. That's what she's getting wrong. But uh, you're not. Here's $1,000. You guys are my best friends. Um Kennedy's on the line, and you're right. I mean, any listen, in the history of our lives, no one who ever said to an underage kid, don't tell your parents, was doing so with the child's best interest in mind. Oh, yeah. Ever. 
the idea that we're having a law that's basically called don't tell your parents is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And understand, I know this is being done for political ideology and not to safeguard the kids. The fraud in the whole Democratic story can be told in the experience of our good friend Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is the, was the face of this movement until she said she was a Republican and then they ostracized her. And that's the scam of the whole thing. And I know you've talked with Caitlyn. Is there anyone cooler than Caitlyn Jenner, by the way, to talk to? No, I Hilarious. had her a couple of days ago, and, and she's amazing, and, and she made such a wonderful point, um, which is if, it, you know, if conversations about gender dysmorphia and um, identity and all that stuff were as prevalent when she was a kid, she would raise her hand and said, yeah, yeah, give me the surgery, and she said it would have ruined her life. She mm-hmm. said sports saved her life. It was an outlet for her energy and her passion. And, you know, she became one of the greatest American athletes in our country's history mm-hmm. because of that. But, yep. but, you know, she's very passionate that obviously as a trans person, she is pro-trans, but she knows that the starting point is not with these underage kids who can't, uh, they, yep. they can't detransition. And it's just it's heartbreaking, but I thought that was a really interesting perspective that, mm-hmm. you know, for her... There is a point where it's too young. And I think for a lot of parents, that is the case. And it's mm-hmm. not because they're these socially conservative monsters. It's because they care about their children. Yep. And there is no one more invested in your life mm-hmm. than your mom and dad. No question. And or it's Or moms or whatever. Like I don't I don't care who it yeah. is, but your dad and dad, is, your, your mom and mom love you best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your parents love you best. And you... they're gonna look out for you. And the state's trying to keep parents out of irreversible medical decisions, I think is, is criminal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like if you're in that position, leave Washington state because yep. Washington state is not Seattle. And that's what a lot of people think that the whole place is irrational and uh, incredibly mm-hmm. progressive and illogical. And it's not like yeah. a lot of Washington state is libertarian and mm-hmm. live for your guy, you know, yep. West side version. <laughs> and uh, I, if I were, if I were there, I'd be like, yeah, peace out. How's Idaho looking right now? Oh, I know. Idaho crushes. I was just there. It was so fantastic. Me and me and Mike Baker hung out in Boise, Idaho last week. We had a good time. Oh, man, that's like a dream come true. It really was like the best night of my life. And uh, like I was uh, probably an hour and 15 minutes into my set and a woman stood up in the back row and was like, I went to high school with your brother. I know you. And I was like, I, at that point, I thought a bullet was going to fly out of a chamber. I was like, this is it, kid. Uh, but Mike Baker was able to neutralize the and then threat. Baker. Baker, yeah, Baker <laughs> jumped in front of the woman as a human shield. Yes. And protected you from <laughs> any sort of potential violence. <laughs> this is why he is a, he, like Caitlyn Jenner, another freaking American hero. Great Americans. And a thank you. Uh, would be the polite thing to do right now. Oh, believe me, he has been thanked. He was thanked profusely. I had him in the green room. We had a fantastic after party. No, Baker got his money's worth. We did. So, so no, you're well within your rights to demand that thank you, but you should know it was already delivered. Um, Kennedy's on the phone. Fox Business Kennedy tonight at 7. The Laughs and Liberty Tour starts May 6th in Reading. One last thing to add to our conversation though, about Washington State. Um, it's amazing because we are to the left of Europe on this idea. The In Europe, they're actually cracking down on, you know, gender reassignment surgeries for minors because they've realized in their minimal exposure to it that it's not always in the best long term interest of the kids. So are the Democrats just trying to ram this stuff through in an almost cavalier barbaric way? 
before there is a public acknowledgement of the long-term impact this is having. Yeah, it's, it's really – they also don't have minimum wage laws in Scandinavia, so mm-hmm. uh, everyone can suck it and shut up. Um, <laughs> and there's no, there's, there's no direct comparison, but when they, when they are more socially conservative, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe we need to sit down and have a rethink. Does that mean we have to be like Europe? Absolutely not. Nope. But what the hell are we becoming? Yeah. Truly, I look at I look at some of the videos over the weekend, and you know, you hear some of the testimony of the family members, his kids, and uh, their relatives were killed, and you know, the, their murderers were just set free by these liberal DAs. Mm-hmm. You know, rationality and individualism is where we need to go. We yep. do not need to go da- any further down this progressive liberal path because it is the end of civilized society and it is garbage yep. like this this is not utopia this is not how you do it this is not the right way and then they make every excuse in the book like in portland the liberal va there is blaming the cops yep. for the crime yep. and is saying the cops aren't doing their job they would love to if mm. any of, of the people yep. who yep. are murdering and harming people if, if they would be put behind bars sure uh-huh. then let's do our job yeah, imagine, imagine that. Like when you're a little kid and you played cops and robbers, it was acknowledged the cops were the good guys. But it doesn't work that way now. Now, like you want to play cops and robbers, I'll be a cop. They're like, ew, I can't believe you're one of the villains. You know, you can't ever yeah, do exactly. it. exactly. Not in Portland. Those are the two games. We played cops and robbers, and we played cowboys and Elizabeth Warrens. I don't know if you guys played those. But, <laughs> but that's what we did. Should I save that yes, one? we did it while, while reading Pow Wow Chow. <laughs> and... Um... <laughs> Making culturally appropriated feasts from the teepee. Of course. <laughs> with, you know, a wampum. We went to the store and oh, so funny. traded for yeah, potatoes. Oh. Hey, give me, give me my theory. Now we're back on potatoes, Katie Porter style. Here's my theory. I have a, this is a theory. This is reckless speculation. This is not supported by any research or confirmed reporting. But the Democrats are, you know, they're making a lot of noise about Dianne Feinstein's age. Do you think in uh-huh. any world that's a way to loosen the jar about Joe Biden's age? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, I thought that they were just being horribly ageist and sexist. Mm-hmm. But, Which uh, and are. it's like, hey, the, the idiots in Chicago who mm-hmm. elected Brandon Johnson and the idiots in California who reelected Dianne Feinstein – you you get the leadership you deserve, yep. and, and they all deserve them. Um, yep. No, that was her age was a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not get to take back that seat because you want someone more politically viable to have it. Absolutely not. Nope, you voted for it. Buy the ticket, take yeah. the ride. Isn't that what they say? Buy yeah, t- and and with Joe Biden, you don't have to nominate him, yep. Democrats. Thank you. You really don't. You can nominate. Handsome Gavin Newsom and watch him lose, which would be just an absolute delight. <laughs> it's so funny because Gavin Newsom is clearly, you know, the Tour de France, they have the alternate who's riding alongside the team in case somebody gets hurt and he has to enter the race. Like Gavin, yeah. Gavin Newsom is clearly pedaling along in the spandex right now with the helmet on. Uh, and no one's kind of acknowledging this. The dude walked in the front door of the White House when Biden was overseas. I mean, he's there. He's ready. You know what I'm saying? So I think you're right. Oh, he's, he's running. Like, mm-hmm. he'll do whatever he can to elbow Joe and Kamala out of the way. Yep. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Like, he's, he's like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that level of political ambition yep. is not about helping people. It's not about making the country better. Mm-mm. It is just about that person's needs. Yep. And their, their need to have control 
and power and their ego. And yep. That's it. And and he has a whip. Like once you see a pass to the White House, your brain is scrambled. It is forever changed. Yep. And I don't think in a good way. No, 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 no. It's a. I mean, it can't be. I mean, imagine looking at the conditions California's in right now and being like, "Oh, I should be in charge of every state." You know, not good. You know, there's there's a reason. No, I was I was just there for a week, I, and it was it was wild. The number of people who were like, "Do not let your children go to this area. Yeah. This these blocks have been overrun by violent homeless people." And it was like, yeah. so "You're talking about the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica, where we used to go and stick around, and every yeah. every once in a while yep. there'd be like a." Crazy homeless lady screaming, I didn't ask the hot dog guy. And it's like, well, actually, I talked to the hot dog guy. Here's a a fun fact, by the way. The Third Street Promenade is where Pee-wee's bike got stolen in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's where they filmed it. Little, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we have to have this talk. And then offline, uh, our mutual pal Mark Holton has access to one of the Pee Wee bicycles. And he's vowing to bring it to Fox for us to ride it and take pictures on. So we'll work out. We'll, well work I think that would, be, that would be absolutely lovely. I am amenable to that. And anything I need to do to support that, uh, <laughs> she, I think that she, we should pass some legislation. <laughs> and she does mean anything. Uh, if you're out there listening, I know her. Uh, you're the best. <laughs> Let's keep it clean. There she goes. The K train. Miss you ready. <laughs> See you tonight. There she goes. There we go back after this. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. Radio party ending. TV party. Just beginning. I will be on the evening edit with Liz McDonald. 5 p.m. kicking off the show tonight on the Fox Business Network. And then at 9, I am on a live in-studio edition of the Sean Hannity Show. And then tomorrow morning, if that's not enough fail of vision, you can see me on Fox and Friends at 6.50 in the morning. Start your day right. Either way, uh, your night is over as far as I'm concerned on the radio. Go enjoy yourself. Live your best life, girlfriend. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.